BabbleBox hashtag influencer is back for a new season with fresh perspectives and honest takes from those paving the way. CEO and founder and host Sherry Langbert connects with brands, experts, and content creators alike to discuss hot topics, advertising and industry trends, best practices, and more. On this episode, Sherry is joined by Barry Barron, a sales specialist at MultiPet International, a company that designs and supplies unique pet products throughout the world. While working in sales, Barry has also made it her goal to support MultiPet in its social media presence. Tell us about MultiPet. Tell us about your company and your role with the company. Super excited to hear to learn more. Sure. So um, MultiPet is a family-run business. It's been in my family for over two decades. So I've always grown up with MultiPet. And it wasn't really until recently that I joined the company myself. But more specifically, we are a company that manufactures and supplies unique pet toys all over the world. So we we use different materials, different textures, you know, different designs, animals, anything you can think of to bring uniqueness to the pet world. We're most widely known for our lamb chop dog toy. That's kind of our, our signature. We have also our Lufa dog toy, which is um, this really long skinny toy. It has um, a big smile and one eyebrow. It's kind of one of those like iconic faces that people recognize with our brand. And lately a big one is this latex grunting pig. So when you squeeze it, it makes <laughs> crud noise. So really just fun, creative, clever um, toys to bring into people's homes. And we also recently launched a, a line of reptile accessories and products for aquarium and reptile wellness and things like that. So we're starting to branch into that world as well. It's uh, a line called Komodo. So that's starting yeah. to also get out there into a lot of the stores. I knew that reptiles our, need pets, I need, need it, like toys. Yeah. So it's like accessories for your tank. It could be plants or ornaments. And then on top of that, there's also things like food and holders and things like that for your food. So there's a whole variety of accessories that go along with that. In addition to our everyday kind of cat and dog toys that we are manufacturing and my role at the company, I joined in 2020, kind of at the height of COVID. Oh, wow. I was yeah, I was actually a former elementary school teacher. <laughs> so oh, I had no idea. Yeah. I, I took some time off to have my son and then was ready to do, to go back to work. And it was really just like peak COVID time. I was a little hesitant to get back into the classroom and found a really great opportunity to get involved in the family business. So my time there officially has been a little bit you know, short-lived, but I feel like I've been able to do a lot in the time I've been there. And primarily I focus on sales to like big box retailers for right. all dog, cat, and reptile. So many questions. So I left yeah. Montreal to leave a family business that I didn't go into. So that's a whole <laughs> other conversation, but you also have, cause I know, cause we see a lot of your products. There was like an aromatherapy line too, or was it one dog? Like a little Yes, purple? we Yes, we have a line it's called Aroma Dog and it's geared towards animals that have uh, separation anxiety and mm -hmm. it has 
a blend of different oils like lavender and things like that. So that when you squeak it, the scent gets put into the air and it's supposed to help the dogs feel calm and relaxed. So for maybe dogs that might be afraid of things like thunderstorms or sometimes, you know, dogs from shelters who maybe, you know, are having a hard time in that respect. So we use toys in our aroma dog line to help kind of, you know, with, with the, the oils and it seems to, you know, help dogs feel more calm and help reduce like any stress in that way. Could be good for planes too. My dog freaks out on a plane. Not that I've traveled in the past two years, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, next time you travel. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, during COVID, it seemed like everyone I know got a golden doodle or a labradoodle or some kind of doodle, but I'm sure that that impacted your business. What did you see happen and how did you handle it? Yeah. So COVID has been really positive for the pet world. I mean, for the first time in a long time or ever, like shelters are empty, people are adopting left and right. And so it's been really wonderful to see all these dogs getting homes, you know, that we love seeing that, that, and in turn, you know, it's created a lot of need for pet supplies, pet items, pet toys, people also being home. They're spending more time with their pets. They're wanting to bond. There's a lot of toys, you know, we call them interactive toys where people can, you know, either, you know, more of like a fetch toy or kind of like a sling something. So people are really looking for ways to engage more with their pets now that they're home. And so it's definitely been a different kind of experience, I think, for the pet world than maybe, you know, some other places that, you know, had a bit of a challenge during COVID just because of this big spike in kind of pet adoptions and pet shelters. And so we're so happy to see things like that and, you know, happy to be supplying toys to homes that have been getting pets for the first time. Yeah, it's amazing. So as I know that you're very new yourself personally, I think you might not even be on social, which is a whole, again, another conversation. (laughs) Sorry to to burst, to like expose you um, on our podcast, (laughs) but you know, manufacturers during COVID, a lot of them had to just shift and say, how are we going to get online and how are we going to go e-commerce and direct to consumer? And so did that impact your business? And what are the challenges that as a manufacturer that you've you know recently encountered? Yeah. So there's definitely been just across all segments, challenges, getting products in and, you know, just the supply chain as a whole has been incredibly disrupted. So I think everybody's definitely feeling those challenges, but we, you know, we don't sell direct to consumer. So we really like have just been trying to take on e-commerce, social media kind of presence while everybody's been stuck at home, which has been a huge reason why the relationship that we've built with Babelbox has been tremendous for us um, because it's helped us build that that online presence that we typically um, hadn't really had so much in the past just because we're not really a direct-to-consumer company. So the whole world of social media marketing and influencers has been a big game changer for us in in this COVID e-commerce world. And I think, again, just going back to all the challenges that all companies are really facing, it's just the, you know, the general COVID supply chain stuff. We have a warehouse in East Rutherford where, you know, our toys are coming in and we, you know, have a lot of stuff stocked up there. And so we just are chugging along, keeping the product flowing and getting it into the stores 
as fast as we can. So what advice would you give to another company like yours, maybe in a different industry, like yes, no, social media, influencer marketing, what's the best way to start? Any words of wisdom from your learnings the past few months? Yeah. So kind of like you had mentioned, I am very new to social media and influencer marketing. It seems a little weird. I'm like very much a millennial and I live in that world of Instagram and TikTok and social media. I just have not really brought myself to a place where I'm such an avid user of it. I am learning that there is a lot going on there that I, you know, could expose myself to. So the idea of influencer marketing was definitely a new concept for me. And so I think kind of during, you know, during our current growing e-commerce world, it's been tremendous. I think also working with companies like Babelbox that have these incredible connections who are able to target the right type of influencer has been also incredibly beneficial to us and our company. So I think I would definitely push for companies who are interested in influencer marketing. I think it allows you to really target like your niche market. And for us, it's been amazing to be able to do that, to really get people all over the country who come from diverse homes, who live in different regions of the, of the country and who maybe they have one dog, maybe they have five dogs, but you know, through you guys, we've really been able to reach a lot of people that maybe we haven't you know, been able to get our products into their homes. And so we're excited about that. And we appreciate the um, relationships you have with the influencers because the content that they're putting out is wonderful and professional and we're really excited. So now let's talk about where can people find your products if they can't buy them from you directly? <laughs> sure. So we are all over from independent pet specialty stores, all the way to the big box retailers. We're in supermarkets as well. Really, you can find us almost anywhere. Anywhere you live in the country, there's going to be someone who is carrying a multi-pet product. Yes. And my little dog Sprout loves the lavender dog toy. Okay. So <laughs> Good. Good for dogs that are getting older too. Yes, absolutely. We have along the lines of that toy, we also have a similar product geared towards dogs that are getting older. So tell me a little bit more about your efforts towards sustainability and the environment and things like that. Cause I know there's a whole initiative that you do internally and externally. Sure. Absolutely. So it's actually not really new so much to the company, but for quite a while we've been, our, our factories have been taking water bottles, plastic water bottles and recycling the material to create like the fiber stuffing that goes inside of our toys. Um. So you know, there's a big push right now for all things sustainable and eco-friendly practices, but we've actually as a company been doing that for, for a while. So we're trying to really capitalize on that process and bring it to as many toys as we can. We use now we were also, we launched a line it's called multi-pet eco. So it's an entire line of products that are not just made from recycled materials on the inside, but also the outside, the plush fabric on the outside is also made from, they call it upcycled materials. So it's a hundred percent recycled material toy. And we love it because every time someone buys a product, they could be saving water bottles from ending up in a landfill. So we feel like we're doing our part in that way, which is great. We also are recently joined you probably see them on all your Amazon boxes if you order as much as I do. There's that label that tells you how to recycle the part of how to recycle. So we've joined them as well so that our packaging um, that's multi-pet branded packaging can inform consumers of the appropriate ways to 
you know, recycle their package once they rip the toy off and they have a card, you know, instead of throwing it out, it's paper, it can be recycled. So our packaging is all recyclable as well. So we are working as a company internally with our factories and with, you know, with our packaging to communicate to our consumers that we are really are committed to our, um, a more sustainable world. So important. And uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so I'm going to end with my favorite question, but I'm mix it up a little bit for you. Name a <laughs> pet influencer that you love to follow, but hate to admit that you do. And I'll just say that we're working on a campaign for the Puppy Bowl right now. And like, now I know every pet influencer out there. Okay, so, so I think I would have a hard time answering that because... I'm embarrassed to admit I don't really have um, social media. So I have a Facebook account, but I don't have um, Instagram. I don't have TikTok. I don't really have any people that I'm following. I'm going to give you a list of like all (laughs) macro influencer dogs that are really cute. Like there's Lilo, the Husky, I think. And there's Doug the Pug. I'll give you a list. Doug the Pug I'm familiar with. Yes. (laughs) I'm going to give you a list and then you could go interact with those people. How's okay, that sound? done. Deal. Okay. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. It was wonderful having you. Wishing you much success and congrats on your little one. And we'll speak thank to you, you soon. Thank you so much for having me. It was great chatting. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Hashtag Influencer. To stay up to date on latest episodes, topics, and trends, hit that subscribe button. You can find our current and past episodes on our website, Apple and Google podcast channels, as well as Spotify. This is Hashtag Influencer.